And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, Jersey. I'm going to admit it. I'm just going to be the one that says it out loud. We were all thinking it. I was afraid that the Chiefs were going to lose a football game on a 67-yard field goal. I know that it's irrational. I know I shouldn't have been worried, but I was because I'm a human being, and it made me nervous. You know, Josh, uh, the Panthers, I got a lot of praise for Matt Rule, by the way. Yeah. Um, but the Panthers, who are just friskier than you want, <laughs> uh, but entertaining as hell. Uh, these These dudes, they just, hey, you know... They don't mind trotting out their field goal kicker for a 65-yard attempt in a dome to lose to the New Orleans Saints. And then outside, in the most windiest conditions I can remember in recent Arrowhead Stadium. Yep, go try it out. 67-yarder, boys. I don't know if Teddy Two Gloves can throw the ball that far. I mean, I think he has a great deep ball. But, hey, 67-yarder, full heart. Can't lose. Can't lose. Don't doubt it. Wow, that was way to the right. <laughs> I because uh, of course the wind. The wind was like really, really, really. <laughs> you challenging me on a sixty-seven yarder? How how dare you, sir? I uh, I don't know how long it usually takes our intrepid producer Danielle to come up with the headlines or the, the titles for our podcast episodes. But Danielle, I just want to let you know you can kick your feet up because the Carolina Panthers are friskier than you want is right there for you. You can just throw that you can just throw that into the title uh, the the title section and move on along and do something else for the next hour because there's there's the layup and they were that's a perfect way of describing them. Matt Rule, uh, Teddy Two Gloves, Christian McCaffrey. A little bit, even that, you know, even that defense a moment or two, friskier than you wanted. Yeah. And, and the idea that, like, the Chiefs were saying, okay, cool. Y'all had a nice little half. That was, that was cute. Okay. We're, we're going to take over. It's the fourth quarter. What, what, what? We, we, pl- we had a perfect play call, ex- except there wasn't a 12th man on the field because we had no spy. And now Teddy Two Gloves is literally going airborne on a leg that was broken severely a couple years ago yes. on a fourth and fourteen, and he gets it. Oh, just the literal epitome of a friskier team than you ever want to see. The Sunday before your bye week, because clearly guys have like maybe not booked their flights or their vacations, but like maybe they have. I don't know. But the Chiefs were literally like, "Come on, dog. I'm just." I'm just trying to get to the bye week. Why you got to do me like that? Why I got to play all 60 minutes? Josh, why we got to go out here and play all 60? We, when the, the Panthers won't lie down. They won't lie down. They, we haven't needed to do that the last two weeks. The last two weeks, it's been any, any given Sunday at the end, and all of a sudden, you got to get out there and sweat it out at the end. I'm not used to that anymore. Not used to it. What what, what are we doing? Um, But look, I have been asking, pleading, demanding that any NFL coach that faces a Chiefs team that, hell, isn't even 100% right. 
because you know Mitchell Schwartz didn't play, yep. Sammy Watkins didn't play. Like, hey, like you know, Legere Sneed is not on the field yet. Like, they're, they're not even at full strength. I'm just, I'm telling you all, somebody needs to pull out all the stops. Okay, somebody needs to be like, where's the kitchen sink? Go get it for me because I want to throw it at them. Somebody had to be the team to be like, look, we're getting on a plane to get on a bus, to get on a hotel, <laughs> to get on a bus, to get our asses whooped. But you know what we ain't going to do? We ain't going to try everything in the playbook. It was the greatest kitchen sink game that I've ever seen where a team lost <laughs> in person. Josh, they tried everything. Everything. It was great to watch. and Because here's the thing. A ton of it worked. Like I tweeted, a ton. right after the fourth and fourteen, Teddy two gloves, Teddy takeoff. What I, I like, you know what, Teddy takeoff. <laughs> he should keep. I like Teddy takeoff. Teddy, I do. Teddy two gloves turned into Teddy takeoff. Like I tweeted right after that. Like honestly, I'm kind of glad on a cosmic level that that worked because it was the <laughs> right call going for it on it fourth down at midfield on fourth and fourteen. With I think it was right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, like a minute or two into it. That was the right call because you're either going to try to get that there and maybe keep the ball and maybe go down and, and actually score, or you're going to give the Chiefs the ball back and you're going to have punted for like 30 or 40 yards of field position in the most ideal circumstances. Yeah, go for it. Because honestly, I mean, coming into the game, I, I, we talked about this some in the last episode and everything, but like the the Chiefs were always supposed to be able to to put up points on the Panthers. Like, their defense has holes in it. We knew that. And we'll talk about the, the Chiefs' yep. offense and, and plenty. Mm-hmm. But the question was like, hey, what is the Chiefs' defense going to look like against the Panthers? And, man, how many times have we had conversations about, like, how are the, how is this team going to beat the Chiefs? What's the blueprint to beat the Chiefs? Maybe it's this or that or this or that. And there is no blueprint. But I'll tell you what, I tell you what works. Yeah. Putting, like you said, pulling out every stop, taking that entire kitchen sink and just pushing it out the door, which I guess is what a kitchen sink game means. Uh, you throw in the kitchen sink just at Patrick Mahomes. If you if you throw the kitchen sink and you fail, you're gonna lose. If you don't throw the kitchen sink, you're gonna lose. If you, you throw the kitchen walks. sink and you and it works, it might be a field goal at the end. Like, and also it was smart. They were smart moves. They were successful yep. moves. I honestly, I I have kind of been holding a grudge against Matt Rule for a minute because it felt like that should have been Eric Bieniemy's job. But after watching that today, I was like, you know what? I, I owe an, a little bit of an apology for Matt Rule just occasionally going out and hey. absolutely just just leaving it out there. And whatever it is, I'll leave up to your imagination. You know what that was, Josh? What was that it? was just part one of a multi-series of, you know, Eric Bieniemy versus Matt Rule, baby. Like, hey, yeah. like, you know, did Atlanta win? Dang it, Atlanta won. That's anyway, fine. but hey. That's fine. They're, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna hire. It's Eric all right. Or maybe Detroit. I would rather go to Atlanta. Maybe still. Detroit. Yeah, it's, look, <laughs> look, money line on Detroit. Bang it, kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the best part in all of this was that, I mean, I was, I was, Halfway through the game, I was like, I'm not supposed to Matt, I'm not supposed to like Matt Rule. I'm not supposed to like that some college dude from Baylor right. shows up in the NFL. And I honestly thought, kids, they were gonna go like two and 14, 14 and like 12, 6 and 10 mm-hmm. was like the max they could do. Even with like Teddy Bridgewater not turning the ball over, making good decisions, but the play calling was really creative. It was fun. I at halftime, I was like, I'm not supposed to like this dude. Like, I'm not, he not supposed to do this. Um and then I got more and more furious with my anger at John Harbaugh. I was like, 
It was the game of the season, sir. It was week three. You were supposed to treat this like the Super Bowl on primetime television. And you you were a you-know-what. Like, everybody knows what the word I'm looking for. They He he, he didn't bring it. They didn't want to bring it. They didn't want to have it. Yeah. Matt Rule's like, it's early November. It's a non-conference game. This ain't even on national television. Yeah. Boys, strap it up. We running everything. Hell, the punter don't even need to be punting. And the one time he punted, it didn't look like they had practiced punting all week. He should have just thrown it again. Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> so, so the best decision I thought that Matt Rule made, and it, it wasn't even successful, was like, okay, cool. Um, we scored. Can't give the ball back to this dude. Onside kick yeah. in the third quarter. Yeah. It almost worked. They had it. And it almost worked. And it would have got another yard. Like, the kicker was in place. They had it. Oh, oh, it's just like we're starting to treat this man like he's Peyton Manning. And that's all I'm asking the rest of the NFL to do. 100%. Kids, he's only turned the ball over once in a nine-game stretch. He's tur- Russell Wilson turned the ball over four times more this today than Patrick Mahomes oh. has this season. I mean, you have... You have to do onside kicks. You have to do fake punts. You have to go for it on fourth down. You have to be really creative on third down to get to a short yardage fourth down situation. You have to be willing to do anything and everything because your secondary was hot garbage. And I'm looking at you, Trey Boston. Somebody from the Carolina Panthers media corps made the trip to Kansas City today, and they were like, Trey Boston is terrible at tackling. And then, as my man Rich knows, um, and asked me on Twitter, Travis Kelsey put Trey Boston into his football grave, okay? Yeah. Um, it was a 44-yard reception, and he just stiff-armed this man's neck into a six feet under the ground. Their secondary's trash, okay? So if Matt Rule, look, I just have a lot of respect for Matt Rule. Okay, John Gruden, you got away with one. You're going to need to do a lot more two weeks from yeah. now. To get a win, and that involves you going on onside kicking in the second quarter, sir. As soon as you start scoring, don't give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. I honestly, at this point, just like because you're so right. Like, hey, everybody, do this, and then you can you can try to do the pick your poison thing on the offense, right? You can like again, you know, the the Bills made the Chiefs run the ball, and they're in the ball really successfully for a long time, and they lost by like a little bit. The Jets said, "We're not going to let you run," and the Chiefs beat them by a bunch. The, the Panthers. <laughs> I think if you say 33 points against the Chiefs, I think most teams probably take that and, yep. and say, yeah, all right, well, well. It's 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 like right – it's either right or right – it's right around their, the, the team's average for this year. So, yeah. like, you don't want to give up the 40, but you were like, we're not going to keep them under 30. So, yeah, yeah, I think you would take it. And the thing for me that I think is so interesting, and this is very big picture. Like, this is, this is you know, grand sort of football society analysis. But – the the absolute poison in our brains whenever a coach goes for something, whenever a coach runs a play on fourth down and it doesn't convert and then they lose to Patrick Mahomes anyway, or whenever like Romeo Cornell just goes, yeah, bleep it, and they just go for two <laughs> to win the game or whatever. It's at, there's just there's just poison in our in our hippocampus whenever that happens because like, oh they left points on the board or they they gambled and were, it was risky. You, like you, the, the Peyton Manning comp, I think, is great. Like the prime Peyton Manning, just like yeah, no, we're gonna, it, or or it's like borderline Barry Bonds rules to some extent. Like yeah, no, we're gonna intentionally yeah. walk you. We're gonna put you on base. We're gonna try to, we're gonna try to hit somebody else. Like yeah, defend the pass, make the Chiefs run it. It maybe their maybe their number number four, number uh, five hitter 
will will give you some trouble. But try that. And man, listen, if you take some shots on fourth down that don't work, you are going to give up points to them anyway. You, anyway. You've got to right. score every time you have the ball. Like the Panthers didn't score in the third quarter. And if they would have, they might have won this whole game. And they also might not have because the Chiefs might have actually like had, you know, more reason for them to score later. And I don't really know how that would have all played out. But I mean, you know, if they recover the onside kick and then go score with it, they win. If they only ever kick it deep and do none of that risky stuff, the final score to this game is is 34 to 17. <laughs> just, just to clarify, they onside kicked early in the fourth quarter, not in the third quarter. So I, I kind of got that wrong. But 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 like, look, man, like I'm still angry. Hold up. I'm still angry at John Harbaugh, who was like, we're going to run the play. We, we got the script. What was it, like fourth and three, fourth and two? I yeah. looked this up. In the, on the first drive, I was like, nah, there you go, Justin Tucker. What? Yeah. Sir. Yeah, I don't. So, so I, I was actually, I was so happy when Matt Rule was like, again, similar opening drive. Got to take some time off the clock. Don't like gotta convert on fourth down when you get in the red zone, kids. Hell, even if it's fourth and three, hell, even if it's fourth and seven, you might as well go for it. Now, yep. I don't know what the Chiefs were doing blitzing. It looked like it was more Juan Thornhill's issue than Tyron Matthew, who came off his blitz and realized, hey, that 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 Christian McCaffrey guy, he good. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he wide open? Um, but you have to be overly aggressive. The, the Raiders did it by throwing the ball deep with a quarterback who was never known for throwing the ball deep. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers realized we don't have the same speed at the wide receiver position, right? We don't have even someone of Nelson Aguilar's, you know, reputation, let alone um, what Ruggs can do. And so the, like, the, it was such a good game play. It was such a fun, again, this was one of the last fun games of the year. Because I think after the bye week, things start to get like, you know, serious for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But it was such a fun game plan because Matt Rule was like, why? <laughs> field goals ain't going to do it. Yeah. And even the one field goal they attempted beyond the, the game, the potential game winner, the win was like, hey, man, I know you good at this. I'm <laughs> I'm moving this football <laughs> to, to, to Doinkville. I'm I'm physically moving it. I'm I'm sorry. And, so, and I don't know why they kicked that one, to be honest. It was fourth and right. two. Right. Go, so, just go for it. I mean, they, just they, go they, for they were it. up at that point, so I understand again, like kind of getting to some back to some like football guy logic or whatever. Maybe if they make that, they end up winning the game. I, I don't know, but if you convert it, just keep just keep moving the ball. They were moving the ball pretty well. Yeah. So John Harbaugh, it is on your first drive. It is fourth and three from the Chiefs' eight yard line. You have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Just just go get the three yards. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, I thought we always thought that Bill Belichick would have a pretty good game plan. He, you know, ultimately got thwarted by COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and their season has kind of gone off the rail since. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've discussed what Sean McDermott tried to do. It was interesting because it kept the Chiefs under thirty, but like their their offense just sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, in which that is game. also so, weird because the Bills are good again. They pretty well boat raced <laughs> the Seahawks today, which I didn't expect that coming. That was weird. Nope. Nope, didn't expect that coming, and uh, it is clear, kids. The, the Seattle Seahawks are the 2018 version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Just, just want to make that clear. Yeah, um, I think it probably is. It's, it's, it's time to start saying, hey, maybe they get to the conference finals, but like Russell Wilson's gonna have to play out of his mind in the postseason for them probably to get to the Super Bowl, or unless there's some wild turn of events statistically from the Seattle Seahawks defense. Because I was kind of watching that game. 
during the Chiefs game, and it was it was it was very apparent that uh, they got problems mm-hmm. on defense. But I mean, if you're Carolina and you're not going to the playoffs anyway, I feel like this is a culture building. And I sound like that guy now. No, but you're right. Culture building, like, you know, got to have it, proving to your coaching staff, proving it to your players, this is who we going to be. We're going to find a way to win regardless of who the opponent is. Like, like, I don't know what Carolina will be moving forward this season. But, man, that was fun. McCaffrey is, like, good. Mm -hmm. He's really good. Oh, stupid good. He made Dan Sorensen Dan Sorensen again, okay, y'all? Um, I, I you tweeted you tweeted that that was the matchup they were looking for, and I had a whole series of tweets that that died somewhere between my fingers and the keyboard. Just, like, <laughs> but like the was playing out of his mind, and then he made Kestrin McCaffrey, and McCaffrey was like, "Let me, let me just, let me bring you back to reality." Uh, I I just get the sense that the Chiefs woke up today probably knowing they were going to win. Nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And this was the one out of ten. And they still won. Yeah. So if you're a Chiefs fan, welcome to Alabama football. Yeah. You kids are now Alabama. You bleep holes are <laughs> texting or tweeting me at halftime about a team <laughs> playing its A freaking plus game. And the Chiefs being like, I don't know, sleepwalking through half of it. Because, like, I don't know. They know that they're going to come back. Like, what double-digit deficit against Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> is having them shaking in their boots? But yet, some of y'all on Twitter, I know that's not the majority of Chiefs fans, but hell, maybe it might be. Y'all are turning into Tuscaloosa fan, which is, <laughs> we need to win by 30. Hell, we need to win by 20. The defense is trash. Sir, they they, they went for on a fake punt. Like, Hey, the the element of surprise, I don't know, is human nature. It's humanistic. Like, can we credit the Carolina Panthers for a half? Nope. Welcome to Alabama football. Y'all are some fans who are like, my team has only lost one time this year, but we got to make it to the, what is it, the college football playoff? Yeah. If we don't make it to the college football playoff, everybody get fired. Fire everybody. <laughs> Just like, like what, what are we doing? We but all. Like, I get like I, I don't know Seth. I don't know who who is who oh, is Carolina. Who's Seth? They, what, Where's Seth? Or, Where's Seth at? What happened to Seth? I I, I don't know. I don't you know. know what? I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, y'all just played South Carolina, okay? Yep. Y'all just played Vanderbilt. Y'all just played a frisky Mississippi State team, okay? Right. You're Alabama. You do turn the ball over once all season. And it wasn't even his fault. Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, that interception's on me. Like, you're Alabama, okay? Until a team actually beats you when you're actually on your good game, like, I would just chill because clearly the second half adjustments were there. And yet, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know, had to make one of the more impressive scrambles I've seen all year just to get the team into field goal range. And they scored. It, it happens. Like, did you see that Christian McCaffrey diving catch? It was incredible. Woo! It was great. Incredible. I mean, the Chiefs, I think, played really, really well in the second half on defense. But, like, nobody will really remember it because they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. But everything had to get right to get those 14 points. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And I, I, first of all, we all need that bye week because you're angry at Chiefs fans at this point. Like that, and I get it. I 100% it's, it's get it. Jo- it's, mo- it's mostly jokingly. Yeah, I mean, but, I hope people, most, but mostly. I, I hope people understand that, like, that that whole rant was a joke. I mean, I'm not Paul Victim Bomb, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what is this some of y'all, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe I've confused my own. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's just fine. leave it in. It's fine. No, no, no. This What's his fine. name? I don't know. Paul all all I know matter. is Paul. <laughs> Paul F. Everybody Google it's Paul. Paul it's Paul F. Bomb. Is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, some of y'all are out here acting like y'all need to win by twenty every week. It is the NFL. This ain't college. Like what? 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 So it is. It is all tongue in cheek mostly. But it was hilarious to it's be so like, funny. I'm trying to bring sanity to yeah. your fandom, sir, and I I appreciate it. Clearly, this I, I love being in the arena. This is the best part of like our days. But it's like I, I, I kept looking around and being like, well, I mean, they're kind of Alabama. Yeah. And like Alabama's already lost one game this year. So people in Tuscaloosa are tense. Yes. Like- <laughs> yes. One one more, and it's it's absolute trouble time. I think they just got number one. I think I think they just took over number one because Clemson lost. To, yes. to Notre Dame and all of the COVID on the field at the end, um, which is just like, I don't know. I'm worried for sort of <laughs> both of those football teams, their ability to continue playing football this year. But no, you're right. It does feel like Alabama. And I think that might be the most like big picture takeaway from the game. It's like, oh, yeah, pe- we, we've heard. I mean, how many times have we said or heard this year? Like, oh, you know, the Chiefs are going to get everybody's best game. And a lot of times right. we don't really know what that means, right? We're like, well, I don't know. Did they get the Texans or Ravens' best games? I don't know. What, I don't know. What, what, the way you can tell, they they got the Panthers' best game because they pulled out all the stops. It was just, yep. hey, we're going to do stuff that we would not necessarily do against a team that we are better than or appear to because if you're a peer with another team, then, yeah, maybe you just punt it to them on 4th and fourteen. Instead of saying, you know what, we we need to get this conversion, otherwise we're playing from behind. We're playing from behind unless we're up by two touchdowns, and if until right. then we're gonna we're gonna play like that. I mean, I just I I came away very impressed by by the whole like Panthers coaching staff, largely because they just they had the guts to play to like to play like every possession needed to end in a touchdown because it does. Yeah, especially if look if 15's healthy. You, you just gotta you, this ain't a regular roll Sunday right. <laughs> like you need to you need to just do a, uh, so many things and the coaching staff of the Panthers do need to get a lot of credit because they identified that um we can't go near Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. um we can't really have Teddy have a lot of seven step drops because that makes the offensive line a little you know shaky because of the Chiefs pass for us hell even Chris Jones is getting pressure on the edge today after Tarko Charleston 
uh, Charco Charlton. God, my names are just killing me today. Taco <laughs> Charlton suffered a, a a fracture in his right leg, uh, is what Andy Reid said after the game. Yeah. So they had to sort of shuffle things. And, of course, you know, Chris Jones is moving to the edge. He's always wanted to sort of play that role. Even Frank Clark mentioned that that may have freed up some pass rushing lanes even for himself just because, obviously, the double teams and the way the line can sort of slide his protection on obvious passing downs. But, you know, it, it was clear that, like, hey, we can't throw the ball deep because Juan Thornhill's like, I don't know, good at that. Um, So we need to be methodical for time of possession reasons. I know I just triggered Josh. But like, <laughs> I, mean, I will fight you. The Panthers but, had the ball for 38 minutes in this game. <laughs> 38 minutes! And then, and look, I would kind of be, I would, I'd be the guy, the quality control coach, just like I, I think, I think thirty eight is the bare minimum of minutes we need with the football, because <laughs> like we don't have a deep threat, like we really don't, and like McCaffrey's back, so like at least gives you know the the, the appearance as we have multiple guys who can play well with the football, uh, most notably Robbie Anderson. Like, hey, maybe DJ Moore can like be effective, like, but we have to go the length of the field. We can't, we can't trigger Tyron Matthew into snaps. We can't throw the ball deep because of Juan Thornhill. we got to make sure where Frank Clark and Chris Jones are at all times. We have to be aggressive on fourth down, but we need to be in fourth and short yarded situations. Do you hear all the things I'm saying that have to go right to yep. beat the Chiefs just on offense, okay? Yep. That, ain't, that ain't even into account what special teams has to be on its A game. And obviously the defense at least trying to limit the Chiefs to three points instead of touchdowns, which occurred on the first two drives, the, 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 it was fourteen six. Like it yep. was, it was going swimmingly for the Panthers. And then you know, Patrick Mahomes happened with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill just just open all day long. I had a great tweet about stopping the count that I was like ready to roll with, and then the Panthers went up early, and I was like, I was total. I had I had to just trash that tweet. It was a great tweet. Uh, let's talk about the the way that the game. You know what? Uh, now, yeah, we can save Seth. You mentioned Seth. Here's the listen. Uh, I just remember that he's not here. Well, he sent us a uh, what an audio. He's not yeah, here? no, he's not here. I forgot. We were just having so much fun, and it was just sort of like, oh, cool, like two good friends just having like a fun podcast talk. And not yeah, being interrupted by someone who was like, the Chiefs didn't establish the run. They actually lost this game. It's like, cool, Seth. You can have your five minutes later. Um, we do have a snippet from Seth in a little bit. But um, let, we'll, we'll hold that for a second because I, I want to talk about how the game started. Like, it, I, I will say that I, I wasn't worried that, like, the, the offense wasn't going to figure it out because Tyreek Hill was open, open several times the dude ended the day with 18 targets and I know that you've got a story that will probably be up in the athletic by the time this podcast is up so people can check it out there um 18 targets for Tyreek Hill 12 for Travis Kelsey 10 for 159 for Kelsey 9 for 113 for Hill obviously catching half of your targets is not usually good in this case half is nine uh, which is crazy mm-hmm. but I mean Travis Kelsey's always open by Travis Kelsey standards he's just He's just unstoppable, and I I will continue to say forever and ever that I don't even think that we end up giving him enough credit. Being uh, Kansas City media, Kansas City fans, whatever, like any, I don't I don't think anybody raves enough about Travis Kelsey because eventually we would just get bored of saying it for thirty straight minutes. But he you was, you do it, you do it, Josh. I'm you carry I, that torch. Just, it would just be it would just be the rest of this podcast. It would just be me going. He's always open. Like that would just be <laughs> it would just be me doing that for thirty minutes. 
There was that one play where he was double covered and Mahomes just put the ball up by his head and he just caught it because that's what he does every time. But he was great. Hill was great. But at the beginning of the game, there were a couple times where where Mahomes and Hill were not quite synced up. And there were a couple times where it looked like Mahomes kind of did the, the chest tap. That's on me. A couple times Hill did it. Uh, and then it ended up working out over the course of the game. But but what was, you know, what did you think kind of through that first quarter or so as they did seem a little bit out of sync? I get the sense that they were kind of surprised as how the way the Panthers sort of played certain route combinations early on um, because there was the one where Tyreek is running basically a seven route, a corner to the end zone, and Mahomes misses him by like, what, less than a, less than a foot maybe? less Maybe a foot? And so... Um, and Mahomes sort of patted his chest and was like, yep, that's me. I don't know how much of the wind was causing uh, that incompletion, but it was clear mm-hmm. that Mahomes basically knew by the second drive that, like, they're not going to double, you know, Tyreek the way most teams have all season. or And they're not going to play as deep, right? Like, they're not going to have safeties 20 yards off the ball to say, hey, don't even think about throwing this bad boy deep. So okay. it was interesting to know that, like, a surprise in coverage may have led to a surprise in like incompletions. And even Tyreek said there are a couple times where maybe I was doing too much with my route because all of a sudden I'm lining up and thinking, am I not being double covered right now? Yeah. What are they doing? Like what? Well, I'm about to shake somebody. But like you take a half second, either too much or too long. And the timing's slightly off depending on what else is happening on the field. But I, I, I think it was interesting that, like, the Panthers were like, we ain't even going to try, y'all, because we yeah. know we can't do this. <laughs> we we know, um, much to Josh's point, we could double-team Travis all day. Have you seen our linebackers? Like, why? Why would I do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just tackle, rally to the football, bend and don't break, and, Lord, I hope we only give up three. Yeah. And and look, it, it worked for two drives. Yeah. It, it really did. And, and, and it worked for another one that Harrison Bucker missed a field goal, which – I don't know about y'all, but who was the most nervous man on the sideline for the last play of the game? It was Harrison Butker. <laughs> it was, yeah, man, because the, I mean, the the field goal was a was a relatively long one, wasn't it? Yes, um, yes, the, it was forty eight, I believe. Which, like, you would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check right now. Yep, dead right, forty eight. Um, you would, you would expect that to go in for like, a, you know, highly paid, well thought of kicker, but the extra point again, man. The, the extra point again is tough. It's it's now six. If if people are counting at home or in their cars, he has missed six extra points. None of which have really come to bite the Chiefs yet. Because I feel like even the Raiders game is more symbolic of like the defense having just a really bad day. Yeah. Um. So it's six now. Um. When the team comes back from the bye. I mean, it, it's got to be a question that continues to be asked just because I I don't know. It, sometimes it's the wind. It, it, maybe it's all things. It's wind condition from today's game. Uh, sometimes it's obviously having, you know, building chemistry with Tommy Townsend, you know, the, the undrafted Ricky Punter. Although everybody in the organization has really protected Tommy in, in public comments mm-hmm. about like, nope, not his fault. It's Harrison's fault. Uh, maybe it's Harrison having too big of a leg for a 33-yarder. And so, like, his range – Needs to be recalibrated in terms of his accuracy and, and making sure his his swing pattern to the ball is more traditional than what he has you know, obviously trained for all offseason, which was to make longer kicks because um, you know, the Chiefs want to score on every drive. Right. So 
I don't know what it is, but um, could you imagine driving home if you're Harrison Bunker? <laughs> if that 67-yarder somehow goes in, if the wind pushes it in the, you know, in the between the uprights, if that happens, that that's a long drive home for Harrison. Yes. Particularly because you know you have the bye week coming up. And, and again, Tuscaloosa fans are going to be, you know, <laughs> screaming at your dough. Um, but the Chiefs realize that we've come to a conclusion now, right, Josh? I mean, the the Jets are the Jets. Disregard them at all costs. Yes. <laughs> the Bills had a game plan I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, once we get to the good teams... And because Le'Veon Bell has not been as much of a factor, mm-hmm. if at all, that we thought three weeks in, they don't need to run the football no more, right? Into my veins. They they don't need to do this no more. Injected like, they into don't. my veins. No, no, they don't. Here's the, so here. Thank you for bringing this up because I probably wasn't going to because I'm still just I'm not trying to be a hater. But here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I appreciate you doing this for me, Nate. You really did me a solid. Of course, this here. is this is the look. Look, we we were racing. We I I got the rebound, <laughs> and like LeBron, I was just surveying. I was speeding up. <laughs> I see you coming off the wing. Here's the alley oop, sir. Go do your thing. Whenever Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes talk about offensive balance, I get so nervous. Not because I think they don't really get it, but because I think a lot of people listening probably don't get it. Here's exactly when the Chiefs need to be balanced. Whenever the defense says, yeah, all right, we're going to put a linebacker and a nose tackle in the box. <laughs> Everybody else is back here worrying about Tyreek Hill. All right, in that instance, yeah, you need to be able to run it against a, a two-man box and a four-man. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Seth wrote the article with the, you know, the, the, the snippets of, of linebackers yes. backpedaling at the back-pedaling snap. Backpedaling on the snap! If your linebackers are backpedaling on the snap, then you should hand it off to whatever running back you have on the roster. You could hand it off to Anthony Sherman, and it would probably still be the right thing to do in that moment. And you could certainly hand it off to Le'Veon Bell, Darrell Williams, or, of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't even need that part of the conversation right now. Your, your running game needs to be able to take advantage of those situations. It is going to be so, so hard for teams to sell out that hard for me to ever think, no, you, should, you shouldn't throw it to Travis Kelsey right here. Where you need to, as I believe some people have tweeted today, hashtag establish the Kelsey. Mm. Run, run your offense through him, take your shot to the Tyreek Hill, and let Patrick Mahomes work unless, unless you are looking at unbearable numbers. And even then, you're going to find so many opportunities where Kelsey is double covered and still open. Like, still open by Travis Kelsey terms, where Tyreek Hill is demanding attention, but is still open in a way that, it, because he's because he's uncoverable in so many instances. And most importantly, you're letting Patrick Mahomes make these decisions as to where the ball is going in, in real time, and he is handing the ball off 15 yards downfield because he has one pick on the year, and it was a desperation play in the, yes. the only loss of the season. This is where the offense is obviously... At its best, I I will I will not have a problem 
if they're running the ball four yards a, a carry or seven yards a carry or whatever, if they're running it for, for 2.5 like they were today, the Panthers weren't selling out to stop the run today. They were just doing it pretty efficiently. You had a great call on, on Tyree Kill where, you know, he's had a relatively, his numbers are still pretty good, so this is going to sound kind of silly, but he's had a quiet-ish season until really this week and last week where mm-hmm. you haven't had just bombs after bombs after bombs, and, and he's had plenty of, like you said, yeah, I think he had a touchdown in almost every game, and again, he's been excellent. But you've seen teams pay that attention to him, and the Panthers were like, yeah, I mean, we're going to just, we'll have a defender over there, but if he beats us, he beats, we're going to spread <laughs> it out a little us. more evenly. If we die, we die. If we die, we die. Like, that's fine. This will build, this, this will be, in fact, hold, hold, hold no. the hill we die on. Thank you. Uh, like, <laughs> this is... This is what this offense looks like at its best, though. And, and I mean, today, like you said, it could have been the wind. It could have been the bye week is almost here. It, it could have been just figuring some things out at the beginning. The, the the only time the Chiefs needed to run the ball today, really, I think the only time they successfully ran the ball today was, I think it was second and two. Clyde got a first down. Awesome. They could have thrown <laughs> awesome. it. To, they could have thrown it to, to Travis Kelsey a couple of times, <laughs> but that's fine. If you pick up the first down, that's fine. I, I just, I, I will only ever be happy to see the Chiefs running the ball whenever it is absolutely inarguable that it's going to work in that circumstance. And and after running the ball twice, I think on that opening drive, I think it might have even been first and second down on that opening drive, yep. they just stopped doing it because it wasn't working. And and their balance is not inherently a virtue for an offense. It it only matters if it's working. And and the, the Chiefs passing offense is going to be working like 95% of the time. And the 5% of the time that it's not, you can then you can hand it off for seven yards of carry. That's fine. I don't need to see them run the ball. What were you going to say before I took that over? Because I love no. that conversation topic. No, no. I mm, Excellent, sir. <laughs> Just delicious. Um, two things. Sammy Watkins is coming. Yeah. That's Sammy a great Watkins point. Is- Sammy Watkins is coming back for the Las Vegas Raider game unless he, like, pulls his hamstring in practice in two weeks. So, um, he could have played today. I, I, I do want to say that. Like, Sammy Watkins could have played today, but they were like, no, why would we do that when you have a bye week and you could be really, really 100% um, against the Raiders? So, Garrett Dieter gets, you know, activated up from the practice squad. He was fine today on special teams. But Sammy Watkins, all things considered, will be back against the Raiders. Um so that gives you more advantage to to more reason to pass the football, right? Because as I've said before, and we'll continue to say until proven otherwise, when Sammy Watkins is on the field, they are literally unguardable. Okay, yep. like yep. like the the Panthers had problems guarding two guys. Imagine three <laughs> when they're all healthy and 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 in rhythm with Patrick. The second thing I was going to say is, do you know what was the best running play that the Chiefs ran today? Today, oh, Josh. Yeah, yeah, it was Tyree Kill. Well. You could say that. I think the best running play today was when they actually didn't run the football. Let me take you to a time where they play actioned to Le'Veon Bell and threw a 28-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. Yes. That was the best running play today. The idea that they even considered handing the ball to Le'Veon Bell which froze like four defenders for the yeah cuz that cuz that Panthers. that works even if you're not running the ball by the way you right. could run the, you could run the ball three times a game and if you if you look like you're going to hand it off the defenders are going to freeze cuz that's their brain they've been playing football for a decade of their lives and so <laughs> Patrick does like simple like five step here here's the ball 
look, look, it might go to a running back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, let me tell you this, look it up on the on Game Pass or if you recorded it and DVR'd it, look at the touchdown that Tyreek Hill has. He runs a diagonal route, which no one covered him on zone coverage, which is impossible. <laughs> because two defenders, of course, gravitated to Travis Kelsey because initially when you think play action, you're like, oh my God, somebody's immediately right behind me, which is usually a tight end if you're a linebacker. Um, Two defenders went with Miko Hardman on another crossing route, which gave the wide openness of field. I paused it on game pass, Josh. Tyreek Hill is running towards the end zone. In the entire picture of the screen, there's no Carolina Panthers. That's so good. That's Not a so single good. one. He's running wide open on a play action pass when they ran the ball 12 times. So good. It's just, again, I know. I, look, one of the things of today's podcast is y'all are Alabama because y'all don't have to run the football. Yep. Like, you really don't. And there'll be a game later on this year where maybe Le'Veon Bell breaks out. Obviously, nobody, Clyde Edwards Alaire is just really, really good when given the opportunities. But it is it is hilarious to know that their best running play involved not a single running back touching the ball today, in my yeah. eyes. Yeah. I, and again, like that, it, so at some of the base levels, I think we've had that conversation a million times over, like when it is and how it is more efficient to move the ball. But the other thing that's just so evident is whenever your options are hand the ball to anybody two yards behind the line of scrimmage with, you know, I mean, at least 10 human beings within your various <laughs> range or let Patrick Mahomes put the ball in space where you, there's a chance that Tyree kill might, might get the ball with no Panthers in the frame or Travis Kelsey is going to start the play opposite one other player and then get to kind of run around before the ball actually shows up there. It like it logically, it, it makes total sense whenever you think about it for like two seconds. And, uh, and you know, yeah, it all runs through Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, again, you mentioned, just the incredible games from from Hill and Kelsey, which, by the way, I just saw. Your article is up. Um, I can't yes, read it sir. because I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> but I saw that and also just the uh, the profile pictures that each of them have of each other right now. Speaking of a little chest oh. kiss, just wonderful. Oh. Just just delicious. Um, and, and, to- and just so unfair. Just absolutely <laughs> brutal. Both of them are brutal. If if you or Seth change your Twitter avatars to a picture of me from high school, I'm quitting the podcast. Yeah, let's not let's not do that. Let's let, not do we that. don't we don't have to do this. No, no, I feel like we're better off this way. Uh, although it would be very funny. But uh, like the other thing that I've mentioned this on this show, I think I, I mentioned this on the post game on eight ten. I, I don't even remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, where someone on the broadcast was just like, "You ever think about the fact that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are all playing football at the same time in history?" And they're all on the same team. That's the nonsense. Team. That's with the absolute best, nonsense. With right now, name me a better offensive coaching staff. Hundred percent. I don't know. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Kaffa, and Greg Lewis. Just, just and Tom. I guess we need to include Tom Melvin because he's the tight ends coach. But, but name me. Just name me a better collection of offensive coaching staff. It, it, right it now, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. And yeah, I mean, I just the, the combination of all of those. I mean, it's all you know. It's the it's the reason that the the Brady Belichick conversation got so stupid is because you can just acknowledge that they like they were generational talents at their positions working together at the same time. 
the Chiefs just have like three of those dudes. Like it's it's four. It's because it's Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and Reed, and then you have guys like Eric Bieniemy and Sammy Watkins being like second tier mentions in like the elite of elite of that group. It's just it's it's total nonsense. It just says it's just completely bonkers. It is. It is. And I mean, we're fortunate because I've you know I wrote about this on Friday. Um, and I, I also got thoughts about this too, where I'm like, hmm, I, I see a trend occurring, a, a pattern where I write about the defense where it's like, hey, yeah. do you, hey, do you guys know that the defense hasn't given up a deep pass all season? And then Derek Carr was like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Friday, I was like, hey guys, do you know, like the Chiefs lead the league in turning in like takeaways? Uh-huh. And the Panthers were like, hold my beer. They're not getting the ball <laughs> even when we punt it to them. <laughs> So, so the Chiefs defense is like really good. Like, can I say this? The Chiefs defense in the modern NFL is really good. And I know, sir, from Tuscaloosa, I know, put the beer down and really listen to me. That the Chiefs defense is really good. And like, it will never be discussed at that like length. Just because, have you seen the outfit? Yeah. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I, honestly, I was going to ask about the defense because, I mean, like, like, as much as I think every opposing defense probably says, yeah, we'll give up 33 to the Chiefs, I don't, you, you probably don't feel good about 31 points because it just sort of sounds like a lot. Right. But I mean there were a couple of third downs but they it wasn't nearly the whatever you know it wasn't some like sweeping failure on third downs there were some great plays and some great fourth down conversions and I also never really felt like they were going to go blow for blow with the Chiefs the fourth quarter was the worst because you could it 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 shouldn't have been that close that late and one mistake from the offense that doesn't make mistakes could have lost the game there but I mean I just I can't imagine leaving that game being like angry about it or anything. Frank Clark talked after the game. He got that sack late. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we still had talked. We we talked quite a bit 
last week, like last episode, I think, about the pass rush being kind of quiet. And, and Frank Clark and Chris Jones both got sacks. Jones's was on like a little scramble that was, but he had a great play on the play. So it's whatever, it's fine. But I mean, I, I think that you didn't see Bridgewater getting like consistently bothered over the course of the game, but they had a couple of moments. I mean, I don't know. This game felt like a pretty fair summary of what the defense is. I, I think you're right. And, and tell me this too, Josh, like where was the blatant mistake on defense? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think like McCaffrey, and you mentioned like McCaffrey is great. He is, but he was under four yards of carry. There were some really nice plays from from Bridgewater to Curtis Samuel and McCaffrey because, and that's where McCaffrey makes his real like legit makes his money, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they didn't get slashed on the ground. They didn't have a a huge breakdown in the air. And I I would say I would say I'm I'm looking at the box score right now. Here are like the long receptions from each of the receivers. Samuel had a 28, McCaffrey had a 24, Robbie Anderson had a 22. Uh, the guy who caught the pass on the fake punt went for 28. But they had a pretty good number of medium-sized chunk plays, which will add up. But you're right, there was nothing, to actually answer your question, there was not like a a crippling mistake other than maybe whatever happened on that McCaffrey touchdown. Yep, yeah, that, that's my only answer, I, I think, is... And, and I'm glad you you went through it, you know, like any person would, where you're kind of thinking like, okay, I know some of the highlights, but like, you know, the misassignment on the McCaffrey touchdown, and then maybe the Jet Sweep touchdown. But like, look, we've seen the Chiefs do that to like every defense in the NFL. Like yeah. at some point, yeah, that didn't look def- weird to me. You're right. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. At some point, a defense gives up that touchdown because obviously the advantage is you're having one of the faster players on the other team. I don't know. Get a head start with the football. Totally. So it, I don't feel like there were there weren't the mental and physical breakdowns like that occurred against the Raiders, which again makes that game even more bonkers to think about. But Honestly, you you need to play at your best or very close to it, much like the Panthers did. You need to take aggressive shots, whether that's with special teams, whether that's with going forward on fourth down and obviously converting the majority of those. Um, you need your field goal kicker to make all his kicks because you need as many points as possible, right? And maybe if you're the Raiders, you're that one team that shows up and the Chiefs break down because they have too many penalties on offense, because they take touchdowns off the board because of offensive penalties, because they have, I don't know, a turnover, like just right. one. Right. And, you know, you are able to build the lead and sort of squeeze the game at the end with a, you know, a, a effective running back, whether that's a Christian McCaffrey or Josh Jacobs. So you need like nine out of 10 things to go right and Mahomes to not be at his absolute best. But really, since that loss to the Raiders. Um, can I give you some Patrick Mahomes stats? Because it's yes. absurd. I would love that. And then, we mean, should, and then we should allow Seth to speak. He's been sitting on the call <laughs> on Zoom for, for about 50 minutes. I told him he had to sit He had to sit and time out on Zoom for 50 minutes, and then we'd let him in. So we don't do this a lot because we're just like, he's great. I mean, what, what, what else is new? Mm-hmm. But in the four games since... The Chiefs lost to the Raiders because it's almost like in baseball. You're like, hey, had had a little bit, you know, things are getting a little funky here. We've we've lost a couple. Where's our ace? Who's the guy that's gonna like get us back on track? Give the rest of the bullpen some rest. Like, just just where where's our ace <laughs> when we need to get a win? Um, in football, of course, it's how does your quarterback respond from a loss? That in one way can 
sort of differentiate and really explain true greatness, right? Like Russell Wilson lost today in Buffalo. What will he do the next week? You can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady is getting the doors blown off of him. Yeah. Um. So in all of that, you know, what does that mean for the next week with the um, with the lovely Buccaneers? Uh, all of this is to say right now that Patrick Mahomes. Are you ready, Josh? I'm so ready for this. Do you need me to stall? It feels like you might need me to stall. I could talk about something else. No, no, no. no Tom Brady I, no, looks slightly orange. I don't. I just oof. sort of looked over at my team. I know it's a little orange. It's, it's got awful today. Um, yeah. but but here we go. They played the Bills on a Monday night game that was moved because of you know COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty one for twenty six, two twenty five. Two touchdowns, no turnovers. Broncos didn't really need them, but hey, still threw for 200 yards, still had a touchdown, no turnovers. Uh, The Jets, we all know what happened there. Five TDs, no turnovers. Panthers, again, friskier than you want, kids. (laughs) 372, four touchdowns, no turnovers. The dude has been exceptional since they lost to the Raiders. And we could say it all day, but it kind of needs to be said. He only needed 40, and shout out to my man Kenny, 39 games to throw 100 touchdowns. Yep. What? Do you want me to say the thing that I'm supposed to say whenever you mention how the pacing that Patrick Mahomes is on in terms of touchdowns? Do it. I'm going to scroll. I got to scroll down my Twitter timeline. You can be my hype man all you want, but I'm not going to raise above this tone because I know what's going to happen once I say this thing out loud. But I've already tweeted it. So I hope at this you're point, listening, Troy Aikman. I wasn't going to say his hey, name. Fox, Fox Sports. <laughs> Listen to Jess Briscoe give you the news <laughs> and statistical information that is like to make Troy Aikman cry. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 61% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns and 24% of the games, also now with 33% of the rings. Just, just those are just, those are just, they're just, they're just numbers, you know? I, they could have been anybody's stat you line. T- Tuscaloosa fan, you run all day with that information, <laughs> sir. You run all day with that. It's just, you know. Tuscaloosa was- gal. Tell all your girlfriends, my quarterback better than your quarterback all day, any day, every day. And I'm telling you, you know what else I think? I think that Patrick Mahomes probably likes Troy Aikman more than Troy Aikman likes Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bridge too far, sir. (laughs) You know what? I I think Patrick Mahomes would be like respectful about it. And I don't think I don't think Troy really has been, you know, Uh, shout out to Bobby. I don't even want to say his last name because the streets is hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Bobby, who anytime Patrick Mahomes does a record, you know who I'm talking about. It's It's like, where's Troy? It's listen, I like to think that Bobby and I are building kind of the like the the Avengers, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I don't know who's who. I don't know, I don't know which of us is which, but I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to present these hands. So some cross for these Twitter, these Twitter fingers. Some cross-promotion. People should really listen. One of my favorite television shows uh, is The Wire. People should really listen to Way Down in the Hole, the podcast led by Jamel Hill and Van Lathan. Um, Essentially, Bobby is now D'Angelo, where he's literally screaming at Stringer Bell, 
Where's Troy? Where's Troy? Where's Troy? <laughs> and, uh, and Stringer can't say nothing because Troy doesn't need to be fouled. Let's go to Seth. Seth Kaiser of this podcast. He's not here right now, but he gave us this thing. Here's Seth. Here's what Seth had to say about the game and didn't say anything about Troy Aikman, so this is our buffer. Well, I'm out tonight. As you no doubt know, I'm sure my colleagues, uh, Nate and Josh, and as well as Danielle, have said some glowingly wonderful things about me and, and my absence being a gaping chasm that just can't be filled by anything. And I think that's fair. But uh, I'm, I'm celebrating, uh, Chiefs fans, I'm celebrating my, my 13-year anniversary with my awesome wife, Jazz, tonight. And so I won't be available to record. But I did want to offer just a couple thoughts on the game. I got to say, it's kind of weird talking for this long without feeling interrupted or rushed. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. This isn't terrible. But just a couple thoughts on uh, Chiefs. Panthers, which was a good game. I seem to recall saying that the Panthers are a pretty decent team, got a good offense, gave the Chiefs a run for their money. A couple things. We'll start off on that note. A lot of talk about the Chiefs' defense. It's worth noting that in the second half, the plays that the Panthers got, by and large, they just made really good plays, and sometimes that happens. It's not an indictment on the Chiefs' defense. Now, some of the stuff that happened in the first half, some of the penalties and stuff, that's an indictment. They got to clean it up on that end. They did have some confusion in the secondary. They had a few blown coverages and missed assignments that are somewhat atypical for them. Um, Joe Brady's a great offensive coordinator, and they seem to get them into a state of confusion a few times. But honestly, the Chiefs' defense was like four penalties away from having an incredible day, and the Panthers just made plays. It's something to think about. And on that note, the Panthers are a decent team. They're like, you know, a 500-ish team um, with, with, with Teddy healthy and with McCaffrey healthy. With all their weapons firing, they got a good offensive design. Their defense is well-coached, if not super talented. And they gave the Chiefs absolutely everything they had to give. Uh, I'm sure Nate's already used the phrase kitchen sink many times if this is recording mid-podcast or whatever. But they that's what they did. They threw absolutely everything they had at the Chiefs. They threw in a surprise uh, a surprise onside kick. They went for it on fourth down multiple times. They, they did a fake punt. They, they played so aggressively. They went for it on fourth and 14. They gave the Chiefs absolutely everything they could think of in terms of offensive design, in terms of aggressiveness, and they actually played a really good game. And their very, very best executed very, very well against the Chiefs playing what I would call maybe a B to B plus game. Um, because in the first half, Mahomes just missed some throws. And so I, I say it's a B game in that point, especially you had some penalties, some self-inflicted stuff, a couple drops. But really, the defensive side of the ball, penalties. Offensive side of the ball, Mahomes just missed a few throws that he normally makes. Um, that's why you get a B game from the Chiefs. Maybe a B-plus because they closed out strong, but mostly it was just Mahomes down the stretch and Travis Kelsey, who is a stud, by the way. Uh, just an absolute stud. So... You have an A-plus game from the Panthers where they're giving everything they got. The Chiefs playing maybe a B game, and they still won. That's how good the Chiefs are. Something to keep in mind, we're coming off back-to-back -back blowouts of, of, of mediocre teams. That's not going to happen every week at the NFL level, particularly against well-coached teams like the Panthers, who got a boost back by having a guy like McCaffrey back, and they just played well. So there's a lot to take in. We're going to have a bye week. we got a lot of time to talk about stuff with the Chiefs. Uh, my man Tershawn Wharton showed up and showed up big. Uh, Chris Jones looked great on third down. He had a couple of tough penalties. That's, you know, he giveth and he taketh away in terms of some of those illegal hands to the face penalties. But overall, this was a game that 
the the Chiefs were so close to blowing it out and having it be not even remotely close near the end. You know, a couple scores, and Teddy Bridgewater and his receivers made a few absolutely fantastic plays. And you got to have your hat off to him for that. And so just, just consider that when you're trying to decide whether or not to be concerned, quote-unquote, or whatever. The Chiefs have played very very good football. They're going into the bye week with one loss. They look excellent. And that's with some injuries up front, all that stuff. So good on them. I'm excited. It's uh, it, it was a really fun game in one of those really horrifyingly heart-stopping ugh, kind of ways. Um, it was great to see Frank Clark show up. Uh, in some key moments after he's had he's been really quiet and that's something that's worth noting and keeping an eye on because they're obviously paying him to be a big noisemaker. That's about it in terms of thoughts I've got as far as a quick five minute blurb. And now I'm gonna go spend some time with my wife because you know what? She is the reason why I'm able to do this every week and while she like, you know, corrals our seventeen children. So I hope Josh and Nate are treating you guys very, very well tonight. And I'm just can't can't wait to talk about the Chiefs as we go into the bye week. Thank you, Seth, for your service. Um uh, he said in there, Nate, I know you heard it, but I'm just going to reiterate as if you hadn't, you know, just for like fun. Uh, he said that you would probably use the phrase kitchen sink many times before. And I would like to just pull back the curtain to say you use the words kitchen sink within 30 seconds of getting onto the Zoom call to do this today. Pre-recording. And it yep. made me very happy. Uh, so Seth did nail that one. <sighs> just another win. Uh, I use a fun word today. Zany, kids. It was zany. a zany win at Arrowhead it Stadium. It was. It sure was zany. If you'd like to read about the zaniness, you can do it up on The Athletic right now. Nate's story is already out uh, to read about Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, there's probably stuff from this game that we haven't fully gotten to. Like, hey, uh, Nate, in 10 seconds, why did uh, Austin Ryder start over Daniel Kilgore at center again? Who the hell knows? I guess okay. Austin <laughs> Ryder is truly healthy, but I... Yeah. I uh, but, hey, you know, Daniel Kilgore was doing work. And, look, nobody's saying Nick Allegretti's name, but Nick Allegretti does not need to – he don't need to go on the bench. Yeah. Hell to the no. Yeah. Yeah, Sir Durant got out there and, like, was in the way a couple of plays, like, in a good way, in the way of the pass rusher and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes. He also yeah. was, you know, not perfect, but that's tough. You, you tweeted it. The, the game was moving really fast. The game was moving so fast for him. I was, like, I I was like, it feels fast. Me watching him realize how fast it's moving for him. Uh, hey, the NFL is different than the SEC. And yes, that that's, yes, Tuscaloosa fan. I will tell you that the SEC is not the NFL. I've I've been told it just means more, but I it doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean that much more apparently. Uh, it's like that was weird, but that worked out okay. I think that's pretty right. much everything. Well, here's the other thing: we'll have a podcast later this week, and we're going to a bye week. We might, you know, what we might even do might even do a little uh, mailbag action and actually take some questions. So if you're thinking, uh, you know what, I'm just going to commit to it. I'm going to say later this week we're going to do a mailbag. Uh, just use the hashtag TimesRs. Hashtag TimesRs or hashtag TimesHours. Do that. And then uh, around the beginning of the show later this week, I'm just going to open up that tweet deck column. And if you tweet a question like right now and you think, I wonder if they're going to see it, tweet it again. At like, uh, I don't know, noon on Thursday. And and all, there's probably a better chance you're going to be closer to the top of the pile. But we'll answer some questions on Thursday, theoretically, also with Seth. And uh, I think we did. I think we did a podcast. It's great. It's it's really great to get to the to the bye week. Oh, we all God. need to ice up. We all need to heal. 
We do. Ladies, boys, just, you know, figure it out. Stay safe. Um, you know, it's weird. They won't be in Arrowhead for a month. Uh, that is weird. Welcome mm-hmm. to Revenge Week? Part like no, times no, two? no, 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 oh, okay, no, still. no, it's bi- week. no, save that. no, welcome to ice bath week. I'm going to go <laughs> sit in one right now because weirdly my office, it's like 85 degrees because it's 75 degrees outside. Very cool. Uh, November 8th we've got here, but I'm sweating doing this podcast. Whoo. I'm also sore from carrying this show without Seth being here. Just I feel like I got I got a cramp. I got a cramp in my neck of dragging Seth's dead weight. This is what you feel like every week, Nate. Do you feel like this every week? <laughs> you feel like you Are you trying to indict me, sir? No, 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 no. I'm saying. Well, I don't know. It depends on what. It depends on if I'm trying to get you in trouble. I, I feel like this is what. What you must feel like every week is dragging both me and Seth by our shirt collars and trying to make us do a good podcast. I've, I'm tired just from dragging Nate, uh, from dragging uh, Seth along. Every everybody knows that I'm here to allow both of y'all to love one another in a way that's unconventional to most love relationships. Okay, that, that's fine. That, 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 that's why I'm here, you know? And to provide some information on the Chiefs, but mostly to let you guys, you know, display your love for one another in a, in a very bromantic way. 